Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. It's a first for St Remains Day. We're doing everything via Zoom, which means there's going to be undoubtedly a huge number of technical problems as we go along because I am technically illiterate. Um, but what I'd like to do first is introduce my guest, Cory Kenichi. Ciao, hello. Gary. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Well done for nailing the pronunciation of my surname. Thank you. We'll pretend that I the didn't first have to ever. We'll pretend non-native. I didn't ask you off air. <laughs> Even though we've known I, each other for three years. I wanted I wanted to give you a bit of, you know. Like... Bit, bit of a big up. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, this is actually like kind of a, a, a special Saint Remain and Friends show because uh, Corey and I are actually good friends outside of the show as well. And so yeah. I thought I'd take advantage of the fact that we're doing this all by Zoom to bring Corey in. Um, so, Corey, introduce yourself. So, I am Corey and I'm Italian. I've been living in London for five years now. So, all good. I got my uh, indefinite leave to remain. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, can still stay here. And uh, I am a trans non-binary person. Uh, I came out uh, last year publicly. So, that was a big moment. And uh, since then, I'm really trying to intertwine uh, this with my career in music. I work in Able in the community support team, and I also manage two artists independently. So this is me in a nutshell. And so let's kick off with, uh, let's talk about your two artists. Um, yeah. Uh, let's go with Lorenzo first, and then we'll go on to Marie. Yeah, so I've been managing uh, Lorenzo for um, almost three years now, yeah. I'm really bad with timing. You know, when you have fun, you just don't realize. Um, Yeah, so I met him through my partner because they used to live together. And he is a producer, DJ, multi-instrumentalist, also Italian, also based in London. And uh, his genre is uh, very experimental. Like, it's something that really is yet to be defined, as cliche as it sounds, but Mm -hmm. it's so true. Uh, But it really blends, you know, future beats, new garage hints with uh, classical composition, uh, you know, kind of flair around. He's classically trained. He plays the saxophone. And then he studied music productions here in London. And yeah, I love him into pieces. Literally, when I was, I was hanging out with Morgan, my partner, in the living room, and I heard him playing his beats. And I literally was like, okay, what's what's this? What's happening? It's beautiful. I love it. I need to help you setting up you as you know an artist and uh, facilitate your career. So that's my love story with Lorenzo. I should, so much uh, fun. should cut you off there and say that Lorenzo's artist name is Lolash. That was my fault. Yes, he's Lolash. Lolash. <laughs> 
Lolash, L-O-E-L-A-S-H. Lolash music everywhere. Yeah. And then let's go on to Marie. Yeah, Marie, uh, her artist name is Geist, G-E-I-S-T-E. And I met her at Westminster University. We were studying the same uh, MA in music business. And we were a bit, we connected because we were quite the underdog, the outcasts of the situation. So both weird, uh, we fell in love with each other. And uh, at the time, I really didn't know she was doing music. I've been working with her now for uh, three and a half years. And one day I just saw her playing in a cafe with her loop pedals and acoustic guitar. And I was completely stolen, like her voice, her visions just literally, uh, yeah, made my head explode. And uh, as it goes, I just started to say, you know, I need the world. I need to help you get out because the world needs you. So uh, we just started to work together. It's been awesome with her because you know before management per se it's been a couple of years of just development so really helping her uh realize who she was uh what her world her music was about and that was the funniest bit i think nice i'll also add as well that thanks to you lolash was actually one of the first mixes that saint romain ever had as well exactly like 18 months now 18 months ago now something like yeah. that when saint romain it was the november episode so what are we on now? January. So yeah, what's that? 14 months, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And conveniently for us, we have your first track, which happens to yes. be a guy's track remixed by Lolash. Yeah, that's because I'm very smart. <laughs> yes. So talk so... about how that track came together. Um, so um, basically, Anthems is a very peculiar song from uh, Marie. The original one is very, yeah, striking. Like it's, it's, it's a, well, as it says, the name is an anthem and it's meant to be very empowering and fierce. And we were at home hanging out uh, when it was possible and it was amazing. So there was me, Marie, Lorenzo, just kind of, you know, talking around. And then I kind of said as a joke, oh, my God, I would love so much for you two to work together. And maybe Lorenzo could do a remix. And uh, then out of nowhere, they did it. And one day they just sent it over to me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to cry because literally I feel you as, you know, one creature, my two babies in just one creature. And uh, it's fantastic because Lorenzo really managed to put his, um, you know, touch. Marie is electropop, dark electropop, so completely different genre. But Lorenzo managed to put his touch and keep Marie's nature in with a banger like i think it's a banger so amazing so let's kick off with your first track which is anthems by geist the low lash remix <laughs> had shine by years and years who we were just talking about off air and i was saying that years and years kind of like passed me by a little bit and then i caught them at glastonbury during the only song that i knew by them and it was so anthemic that i was like oh this is amazing <laughs> um, i know but why why that track because i love ollie alexander into pieces 
he he's the best. I I so I I met years and years. Obviously, everyone knew King, so I was a bit that person. Like, oh yeah, King. Like, I know the track. Like, you would go and dance at the GAY in Soho and probably hear it like 50 times every night you were there. So all good there. But then um, I kind of indirectly met them at my first ever industry event when I didn't even have an idea what industry was. That was the MMF Awards. And I saw this guy absolutely fab fabulous next to me and I fell in love instantly. And also very weird, I was like, oh, I, I didn't come out yet at the time. So I was there with my dress and my high heels and my you know long hair and I was like, Oh, that's that's exactly how I see myself. Like, I, maybe that's why I love him so much. So um, that's that's when I started uh, being completely passionate about um, Oli Alexander as an icon, as a an activist, and then you know, of years and years, and as well, it's like it's my pop, feel good, empowering music, go to music. They are just fantastic, and um, I guess that what I really appreciate is that. Oli really uses his platform to kind of champion the whole queer community. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when there are so many speeches he's done, but at Glastow, you know, like he's been so open and honest about uh, the challenges of the queer community, the trans community, and he's just like very positive. And I think young people and also not so young still really need to hear that voices, those voices. Yeah, and I guess, and you know, that's kind of an important point we pick up on again for the next couple of tracks we've got by you, because we've got um, Everyone's Hot but I, and I'm Not by Lynx, and then Man Like That by Clear Mort Mortify. Mortify? Yeah. Yep. I really need to learn how to say artist names. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to talk about them on the radio, I really need to learn yeah, how to say their uh, names. Yeah, you know what I started to do? I just asked them to send me an audio on WhatsApp or Messenger or Instagram saying, please tell me your name. <laughs> that's it. That's a much better way than I do it, which is just guessing or going <laughs> on YouTube and trying to work out what people say. <laughs> um, so talk about like, you know, talking about those two tracks that we've got coming up. Um, I know it's obviously something that's really close to your heart as well, but, you know, kind of the idea that music that can really drive change in a community. So talk about that as well. And then after the tracks, we'll also talk about um, your radio show as well. But let's talk about kind of the music first. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we all know the impact that music has and whatnot, like we are all music lovers. So obviously music had a meaning for us and helped us go through some horrible times. But um, I guess in the past year or so, what really surprised me is how, when you dig a bit deeper, you can find artists that not only are amazing musicians and performance and with incredible voices, some writing skills, production skills and whatnot, but that they're really different and they're really driving the cultural change that we need so much right now, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, it was really hard to choose from the ones I'm digging right now, but uh, I ultimately went for Lynx, who's a um, British non-binary artist, and they mind-blowing. I highly recommend to go and watch all their videos online. Um, they're very performative, like, uh, they build their own costumes, you know, they are producing their tracks, it's amazing, and they're very sarcastic and very fun and very real, and they just, you know, explain the experience as a queer non-binary person in the community, in the society, 
so bluntly that you can resonate with it and you also say oh shit this is very deep but in the same time you're dancing and voguing you yeah, know yeah. so that's what i really love about them and a clear motif trans non-binary artist from uh, la and uh, they are just incredible because the way they are sharing their experience online as well on instagram so not only their music talks about their experience as non-binary as trans person but they also share all the behind the scenes and how they're feeling. They host, you know, Zoom calls online to kind of help trans and gender non-conforming uh, youth just to, you know, get together and get to know each other. And um, when I stumbled upon, upon them, they helped me personally. Mm -hmm. And my mission now is just to amplify as much as I can their music and their voices because I know that there are other people like me right now that need to hear that, you know, and to see themselves in them. And, you know, it's okay to to exist in your own truth because there are other people doing the same. So they're awesome. And I, I think that a nice thing that Clear told me about Men Like That is that this song a couple of years ago was originally written for uh, their ex-boyfriends, mm -hmm. but then they realized that as they were working on the song, they realized that they were the song was actually about them and right. their own experience so uh, it's yeah it's awesome all right well let's go into the next two tracks then as long as i've done all the technical stuff not to balls this or not straight away um with everyone's hot and i'm not and then man like that it's a model and i'm a librarian everyone's a corgi and i'm an alsatian like, are you are you a man there we go. Oh, nearly missed the mic when I was talking then. It's a very spectacularly technical show, this is. Uh, so that was... Everybody's... I wish everyone could see what I'm seeing. <laughs> Me strolling around in a bright pink jumper, not knowing where I'm going. <laughs> uh, so that was Everybody's Hot by Lynx and Man Like That by Clear Mortifee. So talking of music and talking of the fact that we're talking on Soho Radio... Let's talk, I said talk about 800 times in that sentence, <laughs> as I was listening to a Donald Trump speech. Um, let's talk about your show. You confused me with it. <laughs> okay, yes, I, so radio is very dear to me. I love radio. Well, I say I love something every two seconds, so... Um, I love many things. Radio is one of them. I grew up with radio uh, in Italy and still here. I listen to radio a lot. I used to work for an independent radio uh, at uni in Italy as I was studying. And uh, we, the, the experience with Soul Radio, which I love, because obviously when I started to you know, know about the, the London scene and whatnot, and Soul Radio was right before Westminster University, it clearly became like, oh, that's so cool. You know, that space with that window. And, you know, I still didn't get to see it because COVID, but one day, hopefully. Um, so I was really low. It's already already. And then quite randomly at the end of last year, a friend of mine that it's not really connected with music uh, whatsoever, uh, she introduced me to Cherie Percy, mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the DJs for The Other Woman Show that it's uh, yeah, hosted on Soul Radio. And she welked, welcomed me in the team. And it's been amazing. Uh, I uh, recorded one episode so far that was aired on the new, not, not New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, uh, 24th of December. And the next one will be uh, live on Thursday at 2 p.m. on Soul Radio. And uh, yeah, so I loved it so much. And what I 
love about the other woman and what all the DJs there are doing is really to try and showcase, uh, you know, female identifying trans, non-binary or gender non-conforming artists. Mm -hmm. So really trying to, you know, uh, offer different, like a different take on music, on different genre, interviewing also comedians, other artists, uh, entertainers. It's, it's just very refreshing. And again, it's a space that we need to, to nurture. So very glad I'm part of it. Nice. And you say, obviously, that radio has played a huge part in your life and I suppose as part of your identity as well so let's like roll it back because I've the track we've got lined up which I just said to your fair was an absolutely amazing track to choose um how did music and then specifically this track play, play a part in kind of your identity as you were growing up yeah so you have to know Gareth and everyone else that I come from a very tiny countryside village in Italy and I got access to Wi-Fi in 2010. So it was very hard to get anything from the world, you know, whether you read book or you went to the record store in the city on Saturday, and that was it, that's what you got. Then my sister moved to London and every Christmas she would bring me CDs from Virgin, the Piccadilly store. So, oh, that was, you know. So music was my only vehicle, you know, with books to, uh, to learn about myself and about what's going on. And uh, one day through my sister, I discovered placebo. And obviously as a, a 11 year old person in a countryside village of North of Italy where nothing happened, <laughs> like my life changed completely. Like when I saw Brian Molk, I remember the first thing I thought when I watched a video was, is he a man? Is she a girl? I don't know. I don't care. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that, that was, and but I felt weird, you know, in feeling that they really challenged me so much. And and then yeah, they just triggered everything. Like you know, Brian Molko was saying he was listening to David Bowie and The Cure. I would go and buy The Cure and David Bowie records. He would read that book. I would Baudelaire. I would go and read Baudelaire. Like literally everything I am is basically uh, thanks to Brian Molko. Very good taste in music and literature and cinema. Uh, but yeah, and Nancy Boy in particular, like, you know, I was a kid, but uh, to learn English, I used to transcribe lyrics and translate them. Right. I had a very exciting youth, Gareth. <laughs> so, uh, when, I, when, when I read Nancy Boy, that's when probably the first time I realized that I was queer, but I couldn't tell anyone, you know, it was just like, my thing and um and the, the song literally and all that i looked within myself and i was okay i'm i'm definitely not what everyone thinks i am and i need to work this out and placebo really started this journey for me and obviously i started to find also a community around them that ended up being my my chosen family so uh yeah incredible power of music amazing all right well let's go into firstly your track and then a random one by me that i threw in um <laughs> yes we'll talk about that afterwards uh here is nancy boy by placebo
And there we had Doused by Dive. And before that, we had Nancy Boy by Placebo, which was one of Corey's choices. Uh, what did you think of my choice? Amazing, right? Yeah, like I literally, I was back in a club in Milan at 3 a.m. with eyeliner all over the face, maybe too much alcohol in the veins, dancing like in a very sad, cool way with a, with a move that my best friend Nicolò uh, calls the, the triangle. I'll, I'll show you one day. It's like a very dark dance move <laughs> where you just move, you know, your legs in a triangular way with your looking in the ground because you're sad but sexy at the same time. So, yeah. That's how I always think of myself as sad and sexy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the main, like, the reason is that, like, I came really late into dive. I probably didn't even really know much about them until maybe last year. Um, and obviously they've gone through like all of their like trials and tribulations as a band and as a one piece and everything. Um, but that track has kind of been like a defining track throughout lockdown for me, where whether I'm walking somewhere, which obviously I don't do very much because of lockdown and I abide by the law, or whether I am going for a run, which is allowed, which is <laughs> equally unlikely, um, or whether I'm just at home. It just seems to be a track that just kind of, I don't know, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it makes me happy, but it also at the same time, I absolutely, I love listening to it. I could listen to it over and over again. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's the catharsis, no? It's yeah. like, you know, the division. Like, yeah. I am happy when I listen to sad music. That's me. Yeah, you know? it has got that kind of like very post-punky feel to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, and also, you're obviously a huge Joy Division fan. Obviously, I have a so I have a tattoo of placebo, one of Joy Division, one of David Bowie. I need to get the years and years done, but unfortunately, lockdown happened. But yeah, if you if I really like an artist, usually they get a tattoo. So <laughs> yeah, Joy Division was one of my first tattoos. Um, they they defined my my teenagehood as well, always as a very happy teenager in the countryside of Italy. <laughs> I would listen to Joy Division a lot and discovered through the all good Brian Molko, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Joy Divisions are just, uh, it's, it's that band, like they are hypnotic. They, they just kind of, I don't know, they, they cleanse my, my, my soul. It's as if it's just, it, I, it's a session. Like when I listen to Joy Division is because I need that. And it's usually, you know, a full length album, listen to it and feel better afterwards. I don't know. Weird. See, I came to Joy Division the wrong way around because I was obsessed with um, New Order. And mm. like, there's an, an ongoing joke. I hope I haven't said this on this joke on air before. Otherwise, it's not that funny the second time. But basically, <laughs> one time, uh, a friend and I, we used to DJ all the student nights in Bristol when we were students in Bristol. And we were playing on Thecla, which is like this boat. Um and obviously being a student night, they didn't pay you in money, they paid you in booze. And so we were just getting fed shot after shot after shot. And we were doing this like hour and a half, two hour long set. And just randomly, my friend who bearing in mind is also about six foot four. And so given my tiny size could pick me up like a child, <laughs> um, just like moved me off the decks as I was DJing and just went, oh, just mate, go and, go and grab yourself some air. I was like, oh, God, did I do a real clangor or anything? Like, I didn't really know what was going on. And I went to the back of the room, and there was this guy standing at the back of the room by the bar, and he looked at me and, like, double-taked, and they went, well, you just DJing up there? I was like, 
yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, mate, well done for playing Blue Monday. I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a clue I played it. So I went back up to the decks and I went, did I play Blue Monday? He went, yeah, four times in a row. That's why I took you off the decks. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have loved you. Like, I was the annoying person asking for Blue Monday at 4 a.m. in the club because me and Nicolò really needed to dance it over and over again, yeah. again, and again, and again. Like, I, I would have loved one of your nights, probably. It's, it's just like... Because obviously it's got such a, um, I can't think of the word, like everybody knows the beginning of Blue Monday. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously New Order have got so many good songs, but Blue Monday just is a singular track. Like everybody knows the beginning of that track. So any time that we're out somewhere and we know the DJ or even at this guy's wedding or anything, someone will play Blue Monday and everyone just turns around and look at me. <laughs> so that's basically I think what... I know that. It's uh, nice. Um but talking about, like, obviously going back to Dive and Douse, like talking about tracks that have kind of got you through lockdown. Um, I've tried to generally avoid talking about lockdown too much in the show because it's such a depressing thing to talk about for so many people. Um, but as you have a Joy Division fan yeah, here, as we're it's talking okay. about you living in the Italian countryside with no internet, listening to Joy Division on repeat, we might as well talk about something depressing. Pro- probably that's why lockdown doesn't bother me. My whole teenagehood has been a lockdown <laughs> with no internet. So, so talk about. I mean, how how have you found? Not how have you found lockdown? Oh, it's been great. But um, <laughs> how have you kind of? What's been keeping you going during lockdown? Do you think as we're in like lockdown three hundred now? Uh, yeah, so obviously um, I realized that the best way for me to cope beyond, uh, you know, going out for walks, exercising, uh, exercising, uh, not really work, like work nine to five and, you know, not uh, continuously because you are in front of your computer at home. So setting up boundaries with work, um, it's really been, you know, I looked at myself and I was like, okay, you went through all this big change, like identity coming out, like now let's keep this honesty with yourself exercise because it feels good. So I was like, what makes you happy? What used to make you happy when you were a kid? And it was reading and listening to music. I was like, okay, let's recreate those things that I never really done it anymore since I moved to London and started to work because, you know, it's so hectic and music is just that background thing that you have in the office and or when you commute and reading you just read articles on you know uh, industry magazines and you don't have time to do anything blah 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 so i really wanted to go back to the roots of uh, who i who i am and what makes me happy so i read a lot of books and i listened to a lot of music on records so this year i think i purchased more records this year than in the past eight um, I just really started to um, to to rediscover the pleasure of focusing and listening to music and dive into an album and you know try and embrace the vision that the artist had when they recorded the album. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, I set up uh, a nice. Uh, well, I didn't set up anything. Morgan was a sound engineer. Set up uh, a so nice. It's a better fit uh, when you your know. partner's a sound engineer, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, a nice set of speakers and um, you know he got me a very beautiful record player and I'm there a lot of time um, just listening proper listening to music and and it's been my yeah my it's been saving me totally for as cheesy and lame as it sounds it it is the reality of facts no I think it's like a 
I think one I've been really blessed with getting all the mixes for Saint Remain because that always I think that's always great whenever I get it and obviously we'll have a mix at the end of this from a DJ but I think that's always been really nice and I think it's one of the things where when your job is based in something that you love it's very hard to split the two apart sometimes um, like whether that's realizing what is work and what is fun or whether that's really appreciating music because you love the music or whether you sit there thinking well this isn't that marketable or is this going to get picked up by a spotify playlist or and actually no one cares about that like outside of people who work in the music industry no one cares they just like the music and obviously some people i I, random tangent but someone the other day was telling me that they have a friend who doesn't like music i was like how how can you not like music that to me absolutely baffled me that idea but um, but yeah, just the, the idea of kind of going back to, to the root of it and listening to music as it was made for you. Um, and the first, we've got, one again, another one of your tracks and then one of my tracks. So um, what's the track we've got for you? We've got uh, Sefton Stevens. Yes. So talk about that one. So, yes, it's um, a track from uh, Planetarium that is the latest uh, addition to my collection. And this is a record that um, I'm going to pick now up to tell all the right things. Um, Actually, I don't even have to pick it up because I got also frames where I have my records in anyways. So Planetarium that is by Sufjan Stevens, Nico Mahali, Bryce Desner and James McAllister. And it's a beautiful piece of art. Uh, I'm a huge space geek, always on the line of I had uh, a very fun uh, childhood. And um, obviously this, like, I'm going to show it to to you on Zoom just because it's really beautiful. So obviously it's about the universe. Mm -hmm. And each track has the name of whether uh, like an event in the universe or an element of the universe. And I chose Cooper Belt. Creeper belt, okay, pronunciation. And, you know, this is awesome. And having the records, like, inside there are prints and, like, in the records, the label is actually a planet. So on each side, I keep showing to you, you have a planet, like, on the sticker. Nice. It's beautiful. So, um, so yeah, I chose this track because it really embodies the love I have for records and the craft that there is behind the records and the different experience you get like when i sit down and i you know open up the the sleeve and read the credits the lyrics and just i don't know it's just i feel i respect so much more the artists involved mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's beautiful so that's why i chose it because it's just arrived fresh from rough trade you're building so... up a really like specific image of you as a child which is like in the countryside dressed as national really sad listening to joy division just doing yeah, some sort of exactly. weird triangle dance where you don't move your arms and you just move your feet or something. Exactly. That wants to be an astronaut, but in the end studies literature to then work in music. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you know, the, the tracks I chose, like a bit all over the place, but in a good way. All right. Well, what we'll do, we'll go into that track then. So that was Aurelia by Lanx. Uh, Lanx actually has a new track out today called Cold Blood. 
and I love Blanks, but at the same time, I've meant to play Aurelia ever since I started this show. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity to make sure I do yeah, play this Yeah, it, it was a great fit. I didn't know Langs at all. And now I'm like, how how could I possibly... Don't... Well, he, he yeah. kind of... I don't know when I came across him. You know, when you look back at your Spotify most listened to tracks things, I should know what they're called, mm-hmm. playlists, that's the word. Um, Rock-ups. Yeah, and... Obviously, there are other DSPs you can use, um, but <laughs> I um, there are certain like there's certain artists or tracks that always seem to appear every year, and that's one of them. And then there's always something by LCD Sound System. There is always something by Chemical Brothers and Run the Jewels, like every year. Um, pretty, I think for the last three years, the Last of Us computer game soundtrack has featured pretty heavily as well. <laughs> I have a fairly eclectic taste of music, um, but yeah, he he, you know. I, found that track years ago i don't know when it came up it's on a ep called banquet and then he stopped for a while and then he came back again and you know when you really realize that you've missed an artist because mm, they've not released yes. for a little while and then they release again and then you because he's got i feel i feel like he's got quite a kind of a unique approach to music unique new york um and I think the lack of sleep is slowly sending me insane. Yeah, I lost you. <laughs> I'm just like nodding and pretending it's I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually thinking about going back to bed again. Um, but yeah, so you should go and listen to his new track as well. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Like more more sad, amazing music for me. Like I, I'm reading that is um, is from Australia, mm-hmm. and even if they are different, but the um, sensations I felt were very similar to what Matt Corby mm-hmm. uh, yeah. makes me feel. I don't know. It was really interesting. So yeah, thank you. That's quite all right. And who else has a track out today that we're going to feature? So beyond Geist. Uh, that has a track out. I just feel really empty inside all the time. Also, she comes from a very tiny village in France. Maybe that's why we love each other and work together and the track is really happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Morgan's behind you. Morgan's behind you. No, I I was like, I'm recording. Don't speak, don't make noises. So I think he's also quite offended right now. Um, So anyway, guys comes from a tiny village in France. Yeah, so uh, guys, new track out today. I just feel really empty inside all the time. Excellent and very catchy song title, that. <laughs> yes, I love it. And uh, DJSB, DJSB uh, has a new track out, Throw That Back. So if anyone uh, has spoken with me in the past year, they know that I speak about DJ at least five times a day. So uh, they are uh, from Toronto. MC from Toronto, they are a force of nature. And I guess DJ is one of those people that make me, remind me why I do what I do and really gives me the energy to keep working, you know, in this industry that sometimes is pretty challenging. But when you get the honor to see artists like them blossoming, Mm -hmm. it's like very rewarding. And it really reminds you, you know, the good, reasons why you chose this path so uh djsb from toronto and they uh have an incredible story because i stumbled upon them uh last year uh, around the end of february and new track mama said and uh that track really resonated with me for the old reasons uh above you know like i was exploring my identity Oli Alexander was great, but wasn't enough. I was looking for other voices. DJSB happened, and they are 
uh, non-binary uh, as well. And uh, I just I just couldn't stop listening to them. And uh, very quickly, you know, all the DSPs jumped on board, the press, radio, and, uh, you know, they were on a billboard in Toronto uh, this weekend. And uh, this really showed me that despite everything, when the music is good, when artists aren't messing around with the audience, but they're really true to themselves, authentic, for real, you know, and they just really want to share their thoughts and their souls with no compromises, most of the time it's going to work, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they are so funny. I highly recommend to follow them on Twitter. Uh, Kid Cudi uh, <laughs> really said, like, showed support as well. Uh, which is amazing. They raised uh, almost $4,000 for the first EP on Twitter through the community. Like they're just, they, they are fantastic. I love them. So this is Throw That Back. That is the first single for their next EP that is going to go out uh, this spring. So it's a treat. It's a proper treat. I'm actually just going to go straight into the track. Yes. Without further ado, to DJ. Go. Man, this shit getting too easy. But yo, I got a question. What do you deserve? What do you deserve from me? What do you deserve? What do you deserve? So that was DJ SP and throw that back. And that is the last of Corey's choices. I'm sad. Can, can we do another hour? <laughs> We've got a mix for the next hour, which actually, I shouldn't say actually, they're all brilliant mixes, but this one is particularly good. Um, I'm also quite impressed that we've had a minimal amount of technical problems because I have been obsessively listening. On your side. <laughs> I've been obsessively listening to Louis Theroux's Grounded podcast recently. And every episode, they have problems. And I'm like, yes. if, if Louis Theroux can't do it, how am I going to do it? <laughs> Me too. And like literally the episode with Sia, yeah. how good is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh I my mean, God. I, this is terrible. Again, I, I keep, these moments keep coming out when I'm on air, but I did not realise that Sia was from um, Zero Seven. I didn't, mm -mm. Like, didn't know that that was... Um, I think because I've never... I've never really listened to Sia before. Like, obviously, I know Chandelier because everyone knows Chandelier. But, um, but yeah, I didn't. Re I really didn't realise like her whole kind of rooted nature in the industry and how long she's been doing it for. But it was also really, really honest and open as well, which I liked. I do find it yeah, really good at that. Same, you know, like obviously, and I think this also links a bit to what I was saying before. Like, obviously, I knew Sia Chandelier, the video that I know. Like, we all knew that, but. When I listened to the podcast, that's when I was like, wow, there's so much more than that, you mm. know, but uh, somehow when something gets, I guess, so mainstream, you kind of forget that artists have so much more to say than the hit that gets billions of streams, you know, and uh, I discovered her through, through the podcast. And I guess that's also interesting. How can you discover music? You know, like for mm. me, it's usually when I get really to know the artists and what's behind what they do. It's what hooks me. And I was impressed and her honesty was amazing. Like literally it was uh, fantastic. And we throw as well. He's incredible. So yeah, 
Yeah. What a note to end on. Louis Theroux. Let's talk about someone else who does a podcast. <laughs> go, go and listen to him. Don't listen to Barbara. Um, oh, well, just another, just to finish, because this is another thing I'm obsessed with and I just discovered, Fran Lebovitz, the Martin Scorsese documentary, Pretend mm-hmm. It's a City mm-hmm. on Netflix. Please watch it. I almost feel offended and betrayed that I lived 31 years without knowing who Fran, Lebo- Le- Fran Lebovitz is. So I leave it there. Go and watch it. Then you tell me. Change my life. That's your mic drop. That's the end. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'll probably call you in about five minutes anyway. Um, yes. And yeah, and everybody should check out your show. When's your when's the next episode of? Thursday, 28th at 2 p.m. on Soul Radio, the other woman show. Lovely. All right. Well, that's yes. That's the end of Cory. I'm now going to cut you off. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Gareth, for having me. No worries. Right. And then that's the end of the first hour-ish of uh, Saint Remain on Soho Radio. And the next hour is a mix from, <laughs> this get, kills me, DJ Buffmate. What a great name for a DJ. Um, and he contacted me at the end of last year, basically asked about doing a mix. And, you know, I'm generally pretty open to people who send them to me. But this one is a particularly solid, breezy, sort of chill mix a little bit spacey um, from, as the DJ Buff mate, based in Copenhagen. Enjoy the last hour of St. Remain and we'll speak to you again next month. Goodbye. <laughs>